Yo, 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 what's going on? It's once again that time. This is Unbounded. I am, as always, your host, Anthony Pierce. Long me, I got my boy from middle school, Isaac. What's going on, dog? I'm good, bro. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good, man. Um, Started my intermittent fast uh, today, so. Ooh. Ooh. You know, that's how John Morrison got those abs, right? Look, man, all I got to say is uh, black coffee is disgusting. I tried it for the first time today, and like at first it was like, okay, this is. I was like, this is like real time. My thoughts. Oh, this is. Oh my god, this is horrible. That that's how I felt. But I drank like half of a like a small cup from Seven Eleven. I drank half of it. That's something. I had to chug the rest of what I drank. I was like, all right, I'm done with this. I have enough energy for the day. Oh, coffee's not for you? Uh, it's not, but guess what I'm getting tomorrow? Coffee. Yeah. Look, I need I need it. All, all, all I'm drinking, all I'm having during that time is that little bit of coffee and water for the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. Drinking a gallon of water a day, going, work, going to work out after work, and then finally eating after I work out, work myself mm-hmm. to the point where I feel like I'm about to die. And then I go from there. I mean, I feel good. Like right now, I feel, I feel, I feel good. Like I'm not tired or anything. So I did, I did it last year. I actually lost about 25 pounds during that time period. So my goal, my goal is to go for the rest of this month into March and April, and maybe I'll be down to 230. By the end of it, maybe if I can get down to two thirty, I'll be very content with myself. I dig it, bro. Keep going, bro. So, trying to get my neck back. <laughs> but uh, we got a uh, we have some uh, good stuff to talk about today. Uh, I'm going to uh, have myself a little rant about the comments made by Young Ma about uh, the lack of R&B or. Is it? Uh, XFL. We'll talk some more XFL. We'll uh, get some other sports. A, a legend's birthday just passed, so we'll talk about him and um, his influence. And uh, evidently politics again, which we we don't like politics, but it kind of it's kind of important to talk about. So we'll get into that. So just stick around, and we'll be right back. All right, so Isaac. Yes. You remember last year, sometime last year, you asked me, are we too young to do the kids, this, to say kids these days? Yes. Yes, I remember. All right, so this this thought came to my head. I feel like we're at that point now, millennials, especially 90s babies. We're at that point now where we're pulling the back of my day card now. I truly feel like we're pulling this back in my day car, car now. Like, think of 
and and this is why I say this. Um, Young and May, she decided uh, yesterday to pull out this tweet. Uh, this was it. This I guess this is a hot take for her, and she says this. And excuse the uh, obvious grammatical errors here. Music don't feel the same because we barely have R and B. R and B brought that balance to music. Now everything is leaning one way, so it gets played out quick. We need R and B for the balance, no cap. I, I also saw that tweet and said cap with a K, which I thought was funny. Oh yeah, no cap with a K just like threw me off. I'm like, okay. I've always seen people spell it no cap with a like like a hat. But no cap with a K. Uh also I say no cap with a K is when I'm talking about NFL and how they just like don't want to sign Kaepernick. But that's besides the point. Uh so me I am I'm, I'm gonna be fully uh I'm gonna be honest with y'all. I know I talk a lot about hip hop up here, but if I had to be honest, since the summer last year, or even before the summer of last year, I've been on more of an R&B wave than anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, went to, uh, I went to the JID concert, and I want to say that was back in like March. Now I went to two concerts, and I want to say it was either March or April, or maybe May. It was sometime during that time period, during the, during the spring. And the first concert was J.I.D. But, yes, J.I.D.'s a rapper, obviously, but uh, one of the people that was with him was uh, this woman named Mariba. Beautiful, has a very nice, uh, amazing voice. I enjoyed her set. She, like, I mean, everybody really went in on that during that concert. Uh, Mez, Saba, J.I.D., and then Mariba. All four were great. So I, I don't know if I can sit here and, like, Rank, I mean, JID's was the lit, the most lit because everybody obviously came for JID. Yeah, it was a headliner. Yeah. It was like me to get the pavilion a year ago. Like, you had CC Winans there, James Fortune and Fire. You had, uh, yeah, Marat Brown Clark, but you know who headlined that? All who? of that? Who? Ty Trivet. No, I remember going to one of those things too. Yeah, and you know how hyped Ty Trivet is. Oh, yeah, like, Ty Trivet is just like, whoo. If you ain't seen the standout video that happened in that happened in Virginia Beach, like that whole standout concert was dope. And I'm mad I didn't go. I, uh, I had never done leg day until I went to a until I went to a Thai trivia concert. You, it's leg day the whole time. It is. It is. And cardio. It's leg day and cardio. You're working legs and cardio at the same time. Oh, facts. I don't know how you do. I don't know, but he keeps you—he keeps you energized. There, there is no question about it. But back to this whole thing here. So, I—I I began to read a lot of the comments. People saying, "Yeah, R&B's dead." I miss—I miss the old R&B with the '90s and blah blah blah. This, that, and the third. R&B ain't the same no more. Can I say, can I say something about that? Yes. Yeah, before I, you know why you know why people would say R&B is dead. Because nobody's doing R and B things anymore. Ooh, you hit you hit somewhere close to what I'm about to hit to. We we didn't really talk about that this week. I was like, nobody is doing nobody is doing R and B. Nobody is doing the the stuff that R and B songs are talking about. 
No, nobody makes love anymore, dog. Let, let's be honest. You know what y'all be doing. It ain't no making love. Ain't nobody saying, yo, I don't know your name, but excuse me, miss. Yeah. Ain't nobody doing that. Y'all just trying to get some twerk. Yeah, ain't nobody doing, ain't nobody doing the, the call me maybe kind of stuff. Oh, no, no, we ain't doing no Carla Ray Jepsen right here. Chill out with that. Exactly. Nobody doing that. But anybody out here, you know, anybody out here doing, uh, uh, help me out here. I'm showing my age. Help me out. Back me up here, buddy. Uh, <laughs> trying to buy nobody a drink. Well, y'all probably are trying yeah. to buy people drinks, but. Nobody, you get my point. Everybody out here just. Everybody out here just trying to get Becky and all that. Whoa, 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 whoa! Yes, they are. They just don't call it Becky anymore. They just use Becky, Becky as a uh, as a term to uh, name a white person. But you know what I mean. Yeah, I get you. But here's my thing. All right, before I even start on my whole my whole rant. Oh yeah, you remember there was a there was a time I want to say somewhere around ten years ago where the phrase was hip hop is dead. Yes, yes, I remember because that was like when like you had guys like uh, Soldier Boy coming up. So yes, that's why. Because yeah, Soldier yes, Boy, Soldier Boy. Uh, oh my gosh! Don't get me started on Roscoe Dash. Yeah, everybody. Like it was pretty much everybody who's making a crank that whatever pick a noun. Hey yo, crank that yeah. Neverland was lit. <laughs> Michael about. Jackson and his beard. <laughs> no, that's all so late. I don't care. Okay, if there was one, one crank that I was actually hype on was a rope was crank that rover. That one to crank that Batman was my favorites. No, I remember watching you. I remember in middle school that song came on. And I remember watching you crank. Watch me, watch me, watch me, watch me crank that. that get boogie, <laughs> yo. I remember watching you. Remember when we were at Jala. And that song came on at one of the chances. Hey, look, man, I tr I tried. I couldn't dance, but I tried. Now, high school, I didn't try. I was like, nah, I ain't about to get. I ain't about to sit here on the dance floor and get embarrassed. You went out there and put your heart and soul into this. No, I was trying to press some females. Though. I don't know who I was trying to press at that point. <laughs> I had my. That was my thirsty days, though. We we never go. We never gonna go into that. But uh, the same dance they played. They played. Uh, that was when Gold, Kanye and Gold Digger was popular. Whew. But here's here's my issue. All right, so now music evolves. Uh huh. Na can you name a single genre that uh -huh. sounds the same as it did back in the eighties and nineties? Even gospel, gospel music does does uh rap. Um, who who somebody who somebody is out there right now that's really popular in gospel music? Uh, uh, I say Marvin, but he's I don't know. I can't pick it. Uh, still doing it, but Kirk is still. Let's say Walls Group. Let's say Walls Group. Okay. So does the Walls Group sound anything like the Mississippi Mass Choir? Only, to be fair, to be fair, you're kind of reaching there because nothing sounded like the Mississippi Mass Bar. All right, so Shirley Seasley. Uh, 
Yeah, surely is. I mean, I'll, uh, I'll... uh, what's the uh Rance Allen? The, 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 who said who who's putting out sounds like Rance Allen nowadays? No. <laughs> <laughs> I had to pull out Rance Allen, dog. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just imagining that video, that one clip somebody said when you're in the shower, the hot water. Gets you <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Shut up. <laughs> But let's, now, now let's look at the hip hip hop. We look at when you had guys like Biz Markey, Dougie Fresh, uh, Slick Rick, Curtis Blow, and then you move into like the the Western, the the West Coast hip hop with like NWA, Pop. Uh, then you got like Big, uh, Nas, Jay Z. See how they. Just look at all these artists and see how things have changed from then. And then you go into, uh, let's say, a Kanye and then Lil Wayne. Uh, then you get your your party songs like uh, Lil John, Soldier Boy, Roscoe, and now you got like, and now, and I know you're not the biggest fan of it, but like the big wave now for hip hop is like this melodic. The the more melodic uh songs like a Roddy Rich or a uh, Young Boy. I saw a tweet earlier today, and it said, "Normal words." I, I, I might be wrong in quoting this. It said like some like normal words, no more lyrics, just melodies. I'm like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I mean, but like, it's true. I mean, that's what's really that's what's really the hot thing now. And I think what what makes it worse is. All, all these rappers are now singing, and it kind of blurs the line between hip hop and R and B. No, but half the rappers trying to sing can't sing for. Sure. That's why you have auto tune. <laughs> I mean, T Pain uses auto tune, but he can sing. You remember, remember the episode of remember the episode of the Boondocks where Thugnificent goes broke. No, I don't recall that one. I I I gotta catch. I gotta brush up my uh, Boondocks. The episode of the Boondocks is called uh, "Bitches to Rags," and it's pretty much about. And there's a part in there where he makes a new album, and it's just him using auto tune for every song. That's, that's that. Awesome. That's basically today's hip hop. And that me and it, well, first of all, it was really funny. I thought it was really funny that they say it's all like this. This is this is this is uh, it makes me sad because it did. You know, cry. I wasn't crying, but you know, I was like, this is this is the best we got, which apparently it is. So, I mean, don't get me wrong. Some of them are actually pretty solid. Like I, I I'm a big fan of Roddy Rich right now. Roddy Rich is uh one of those dudes that he he does it right. But then you got you, and you still like. I say this all the time. I think hip hop now is so diverse. You can get what you want out of the genre. Like uh, I put you on to uh, Cordae. Yeah, she did. You got me. He's 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 actually. You got JID who's doing like JID. He ha, he does have some songs where he sings on them, but JID's voice is actually solid. I like Earth Game. Uh, Olu can sing. You got me into. You kind of got well. The song I picked by Earth King, I didn't really, I didn't really. Uh, this is what I'm looking for. 
I, I, I got to put you on some more, but I got you on that. Oh, nice. No, I tried. No, I went through all of their albums and then and didn't find anything like good. The only time I told you that I got was about ultra rare. It was ultra rare. It wasn't bad. Like, it was the only song I actually thoroughly enjoyed. The rest of it was like, I can, I'm good on it, you know? Yeah, I understand that. Ooh. Plus, I keep running, plus, I keep finding more Run the Jewels stuff. You know how good Run the Jewels is. Oh, yeah. And, that, and that's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's, it's so, it's diverse. And even looking at R&B, the, the, the thing that R&B has now that's really taking over that genre is, more trap beats. So it's like uh Bryson Tiller and um Ty Dollasan, uh dudes like that. Uh Brent Fias. His uh his new album was actually pretty solid too. But then you have artists like and this is the thing that really bugs me because I was talking to people and I understood where they were coming from. But you got artists like, oh my god. And I don't think I don't know if you saw my last post before we started the show. And I said I am literally in love. Yes, I saw that. Yes. All right. So that is uh, Michaela Janae. Okay. I was uh, I had the privilege of uh, seeing her in concert uh, last year. I can't remember the exact day. It, uh, it was the same day that a uh, real bad incident happened in uh, Virginia Beach. Because I didn't know if I was going to be able to go because I was not leaving the house until they found the shooter. Because the the venue was like literally 10 minutes away from the place where the uh, shooting happened. Oh, wow. So I stayed home and I was like, okay, I'm not leaving here until I see that they have the shooter. So as soon as I saw the shooter is in custody, I was like, all right, cool. I'm gone. I'll see y'all later. I get there. The shooter was dead. So that's beside, that's uh, neither here nor there. Michaela Janae was the second person um, that performed. And immediately, I fell in love with her voice. I've actually had a few uh, short conversations with her. Through uh, Instagram, she's uh, she's dope. Uh, if you if you need something to go to, listen to her. I will give you her, give you her album as we speak now. It's called Carolina Blues. Her name is her name is spelled M I K H A L A J E N E. Michaela Janae. The album is called Carolina Blues. Uh, basically, her whole set was based off that album. She uh, did a cover of Sweet Love. And I think at that moment, I knew. Like, that's wife material right there. <laughs> and that was that was going in my head the whole time she was singing. And even looking past her, because I could sit here and talk for hours about how much I love her. You have artists like Ari Lennox, Baby Rose. On the male side, you have guys like Lucky Day, Xavier Omar, uh, and a guy that I really want to focus on here because he was one of the first people I saw speak up about the incident. And this is PJ Morton. Yes, I do remember talking about it. And I, I shared a few things of his, too, because he's uh, also a dope artist, and I have a few of his songs. Like, the, when I get married, it's like at least two or three of his songs that I know Need to be played at my wedding. And I'm going to tell my future wife, they better be on the playlist. 
So he says this. I got it at first, but I think this take is getting pretty corny and lazy now. There's so much good R&B, you just must, you must, you just must not be trying to find it. And he he names off about 30 different artists, and you had other people even even on his Instagram and Twitter tagging countless names of people who were putting out amazing songs. Uh, he names uh, her, Summer Walker. Uh, I even uh, tagged, on top of Michaela Janae, I tagged Baby Rose. I tagged uh, Luke James. Like, and the part that really bugged me is people were saying, well, they're not being put on the radio. Who listens to the radio anymore? Uh, well, you mean like the actual radio or like stuff like... No, no, like the actual radio, like oh. 103 Jams radio. Oh, then never mind. No, I stopped listening to the radio like when I realized like when you drive certain areas, it starts going out. So, I mean, how else am I supposed to get my ESPN? Exactly. And here's the thing. A lot of people always want to complain about like, well, the radio only plays a certain 10 songs. It does. It, it does. It really does. It, it's true. It's straight facts. I mean, they don't, they, they play the same songs. So, so here's the thing that really bugs me. We live in a time now where everything that you want is in your hands. Uh-huh. I, I, how many people do you walk past a day that, do not have, that, that does not have a smartphone? Seen like one or two, one or two, and I'm pretty sure that's not every day. Well, I mean, where I go, like, seen like a couple, you know. I forget where you are, but I don't see many. E- even, even, even people over 60 have smartphones. My grandfather has a smartphone, matter of fact, they have a, they have a dot in their house. A what, an echo dot. Yes, my grandfather has an Echo Dot in his house. Don't you have like the Google Nest? We have we have a Google Nest at our house, but they have they have they have an Echo Dot, and so like all he has to say is Alexa, play blah blah blah, and all they do is listen to gospel music all day long. Like they they do nothing but listen to music. Like it's very rare unless he's watching his news or his westerns. The radio, the they're listening to music. Westerns are classic, though. Oh, yeah, he he loves Westerns, and he'll talk about it all the time. But it it really irks me to see that people want to sit here and say, well, it's not out there, when more times than not, you're on Apple Music, you're on Spotify, whatever whatever streaming service. It could be YouTube, bruh. YouTube, SoundCloud, I don't care, Daily Motion. If you right title, I mean, it doesn't matter what you have. You have some kind of streaming service, whether you have to pay for it or not. YouTube is free, bro. Right. YouTube is free. SoundCloud—they're trying to make you pay for it now. But YouTube, if you really wanted to find something, you would find it. Like I have a whole playlist. Full of artists who are in the R and B genre, like, like I said, the internet. I didn't even mention the internet. Like, dope group. 
Uh, the weekend's getting ready to drop a new album. The songs that I've heard so far, he dropped three of them on his album. They're actually pretty solid. So the weekend dropped one. I need to highlight this dude because I know he's very he's he's not known, but I personally know the guy, Matt J. I'm gonna send you the uh, songs. Hopefully, he has them on YouTube too, so I can send you just the exact where to go. But he has three songs that I love. Uh, my boy Marlon, shout out to uh, Marlon Matt J. Uh, Aaron Ray. Uh, even Anderson Pack. I know Anderson Pack does a lot of rapping now, but uh, he has some dope songs. And even if it's a sound that you're looking for, you can find it within the guys within the guys and girls that are putting out music now. Uh, PJ Walker just put out a whole album of nothing but him playing behind a piano. I mean, PJ Walker. P- uh, Walker. Well, I keep thinking PJ Walker. We need to talk about XFL if you, in, in a little bit, so that's why I'm thinking PJ Walker. But PJ Morton, thank you. Uh, he, he just put out a whole album of nothing. It's called the Piano Album. I saw that. Amazing. Uh, huh? I don't think it was my style. It was amazing to me. But you know, I'm I'm a piano player, so that, that's that's nothing but like it's calling my name type stuff. And they even sing us to church one of the songs. Like, bruh, he there the soul the soul is out there if you really want to find it. But what I think the biggest thing now is that the two top genres in music right now are rap and pop. Yeah. Rap and pop are so popular now that any other genre is kind of just like in the background. Like you don't you don't hear much about rock art, you don't hear much about rock anymore. Even country music is taking the back seat. I do keep my ears to rock. Because uh, I gotta look out for Walter Ridge or Breaking Benjamin or you know. What I, mean? I mean, yeah, but even then, like, it's not talked about as much. And I remember when we were in school, like everybody and their mom was listening to some kind of rock band. Some kind, like Green Day, Breaking Benjamin. Like I had people to tell me, like I don't listen to rap, but Eminem. But now look at it, hip hop is the most popular genre of music. Surprise, surprise. Right. Um, country music. I don't hear too much about country music now. Um, gospel music is always going to be gospel music. Uh, just yeah. any other genre. I mean, go-go. I will say this about gospel music. Um, I, I, I mainly, this is probably a conversation I have about more in church. I miss choirs. I got some choirs for you, dog. I can put you on some choirs. I miss, like, no, I mean, when I say that, I miss like having like uh, 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 I miss like uh, uh, like those choir songs. Yeah, like choir directors and the choir, you know, especially in my church, you know. Yeah. In the church, because there's something about a choir, something about a choir director and a like a giant choir, it just really gets. It's the, blood, it's the energy that it just provides, and I, and I agree. The, those are my favorite types of gospel songs, and that's all. Like when I listen to gospel, nine times out of ten, I'm listening to choir songs. Right. Or you listen to somebody church you like, you know, like Marvin Sapp for me. Exactly. Uh, like Marvin I, Sapp, James Fortune, maybe. I'm not the J. Moss type of person. I'm just gonna be honest with you. 
I know people like Jay Moss and things like that, but like that's just not my. When I listen to gospel music, I want like super duper churchy gospel music. Yeah, I, that's why I like Ty. Like Ty, like I was talking about like Ty make like Ty Trivet is like easily one of my favorite gospel. Artists he's a ever. he's a musical genius, bro. Oh my god. He's a what? He's a musical genius. Yes. I sit there and try to listen to his stuff, and it's like, bro, where do you get these progressions from? Like, I tried to play some of his stuff, and it's like, bro, like other gospel songs, you can kind, I can kind of just like pick out with no, with no problem when I'm playing. But listen to Ty Trippin' late, dog. Where, where did you come up with this? What, what theory are you using? Where did you get this idea from? It's amazing. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know, man. It's, it's just. I'm 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 over this whole idea that R&B's dead. No, R&B's not dead. You're just dead to R&B. Yeah, pretty much. So that's all I got to say about that. Now that we got that out of the way, uh, let's talk some sports now. Uh, want to cover tidbits, or you want to go like full gear? Let's, let's, tidbits, uh, yeah, tidbits, so uh, Maria Sharapova, tennis superstar, the age of 32, she has announced her retirement after 19 years in the game. Uh, for those who don't know, if you weren't talking about the Williams sisters, you're probably talking about Maria Sharapova because she was just as good as the Williams sisters. Mm-hmm. And I... I uh, and definitely a big pinnacle in women's sports everywhere. So it's good to see. It's good to see that uh, you know she went out on her own terms. Facts. From what I did see, she was. I watch a lot of tennis, but when I did watch a lot of women's tennis. It's like her name always did come up. So. Oh yeah. So that's good. Then uh, also, uh, happy birthday to. The Nature Boy Ric Flair yesterday. Woo! Uh, he celebrated his birthday in LA uh, at the at courtside at the Lakers game. So uh, with his wife. So uh, I keep forgetting he's married. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is married. How long has he been married? Uh, gotta be close to a year because he got married. I think eighteen or nineteen. Which how how many marriage what, what uh, number of marriage is this like this is the fifth? I want to say I want to say third. Oh, that's that's a lot. <laughs> I thought he had more than that. To be honest with you, dog. So, I, but uh, yeah, happy birthday to the goat, man! It, it's I mean, even guys, even dudes that don't even watch wrestling now. I mean. Who doesn't know who Ric Flair is? Like seriously, like he is a pinnacle in the black community. No, like, he he is hip hop culture to to a T. He is. Like he everything that hip hop artists talk about, he was. Exactly. Flashy, just every, like Ric Flair drip. That's the perfect example of what I'm talking about. That whole song. Yes. Everything, like, go back and watch some of his old stuff and, like, listen to, like, some of the stuff that a lot of these rappers are talking about, how flashy they are. No, Ric Flair was that. 
Or if you want to see a more serious take, get the full story, watch the ESPN's 30 for 30 Nature War. You know so, what? I think I might just do that tonight. It's um, it's good. If you haven't seen it, it's good. I'm telling you. I watched it twice and it caught me both times. Really did. Oh, yeah. Um. So the XFL uh, week three. I really need to watch more. No. It, it was a really good week this week. Uh, some surprises. But uh, some we had probably the best game we've seen so far this year. Uh, let me uh, move to the... Uh, no, not XFL State. The... Uh, PJ Walker is still the best quarterback in the league. Just throwing that out there. Yes, I said Walker this time, not Morton. Uh, and another question is, uh, what happened to, uh, your boy Cardell? Because he, Cardell just, like, took, like, 15 steps backward after, uh, the first two weeks, throwing four interceptions this week, uh, against the L.A. Wildcats, where they lost that game, I want to say it was four, L.A. put out the most points in the season, this season already. Is it safe to say the Vipers are the worst team in the XFL? Uh, yeah. Uh, no, 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 no. I, I wouldn't say they're the worst. I wouldn't say they're the worst. I'm going to say the Guardians. And here's why I say that. Here's why I say the, the it's not the Vipers. Yes, the Vipers are 0-3. But the one thing that you can say about the Vipers. Yes, they struggle in the first two weeks in getting in the end zone. They didn't get in the end zone at all the first two weeks. But they can move the ball down the field. One of the better teams getting the ball down the field, their issue was getting into the end zone until 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 this last game. They they took it to the Roughnecks. They just fell with seven points short of 34-27. So, uh, the Guardians, though. Fam. Yo. Bro, I mean to cut you off, but they just showed, like, a Killer Cross promo without on NXT without showing Killer Cross. They showed a clock, like, ticking and talking because, you know, he's... I'm watching it now. You see it? Yeah, watch it. Watch this. Well, that, that, that kills the idea that he's going to smack now. Yes, no. I was like, this is glorious. He needs to go. He'll be better. I was like, he can't go straight to SmackDown because, I mean. Well, he has to learn a lot of the stuff, but that's dope. He's going to be NXT champion, I'm telling you. That's dope. So, yeah, that kills that whole idea. Now, I, I, All right, so now that that happens, I think the, uh, the glitching is uh, Ali. I hope it's Ali. Yeah, I, I think it's Ali. Because it makes it makes a lot of sense now. But uh, the the... The Guardians right now, yeah, they had a good they had a good first week, but these next these next two weeks, they've averaged a total of four point five points in the last two games. Yes, I said four point five. Was four point five times two nine? Scored absolutely nothing last week. Four point five times two. Nine. Is that ninety? No, nine. Four times two is nine. They didn't score at all in week two. They scored nine points this week, and now the uh, the touchdown happened during dead time. Yeah, 
the game was already decided by the time the Guardians scored their touchdown. Uh, they're they're just horrible right now. Like, and you you, they're just playing horrible. Last week you had the breakdown of Matt McLuhan during during halftime where he uh pretty much put his whole team under the bus, put his coaches under the bus. Then you saw him pointing fingers at the players and this that the third. Now their center was uh on the verge of getting kicked out of the game because he was just like they're playing. It's, the frustration is not being put where it needs to be put at. I mean, even if you're the quarterback, you can't go, you can't, you gotta take some responsibility. That's what I thought was bad. It's like, you're just gonna throw your entire team on the bus and not take any responsibility. Oh, all right, bro. Okay, buddy. I put my dad onto the XFL. I like showed him what he, he watched a game for a little bit. But I think it's like my 80, I think it's because I don't have a team. Because I'm like really like oh by the way Duke Ball I said it before you said it. <laughs> I was gonna get to you. We lost, yeah, we yeah I was gonna get to you. We have by far the most inconsistent team I've ever seen in my life. Like we're wor- Duke is like I was I was about to say we're worse. We are we. <laughs> it's like <laughs> yeah, it's bad. Uh, like, but, no, that's the thing. We're not bad. We're okay, you're Jameis Winston. You happy now? No, we're not even. We're not even that. It's like we are. We are. Eli Manning. No, we are. Re- we could be really good and like just look bad at the same. And and like because last before we played this game, we destroyed Virginia Tech at at home, like. Beat them like eighty-eight to sixty-four at home when they came to Cameron, and then we lose by eleven by twelve points on the road in Wake Forest in Winston Salem. You know and that you know like, what that tells me. What? And I hate saying this, but it tells me that Duke is pretty dangerous when the t- when, when tournament song comes. You said when what now? I, I feel like I feel like you're the I feel like Duke's gonna be a a threat to one of the artists you're there. just just by that. No, well. Well, that's the thing with us, because like, I don't know, because the tournament, because you know, because it's the same thing with like tournament teams are different when they play. Tournament teams are different in the tur- teams are different. Uh, t- teams are different in the tournament than they are in the regular season. Yes, right. But at the same time, like what you see in the regular season is sometimes what you get in the in the postseason. You know. Yeah, and and. It- and I, I think that's the weird thing about the tournament because uh, remember, remember uh, what was it, two years ago when UVA was the number one seed and they got knocked off by the 16th seed. The I next year they like, come back and they they're not dominant. as good, but they win it all. But they were dominant the whole season, though. You know what I mean? They weren't like dom- like they weren't as dominant as they were the year before when they got knocked out by a 16th seed. They were so good nonetheless. I mean, like, what you say? He's saying it like Duke isn't good. No, I'm no. It's, it's not that we're not good. It's just that we we could we should be better than what we are. But then I realize we don't have. It's not like we have. We don't. It's not like we have the three like superstars like we did last year. Right. And and Zion, Cam, and uh, and Arjun because we don't. 
And I felt like that was a very big missed opportunity not winning one with those three beasts. You said what? I, I think it was still a missed opportunity by not winning with those three beasts. Well, no, because we won't. I mean, who do we lose to? We don't sue Michigan State? Yeah. Well, sometimes you just get out played, you know what I mean? I mean, Michigan State was like what in the morning, y'all, though? I mean, they, you know, I mean, that's what happened, you know? It happened to us earlier against NC State, where it's like we're, we're, we were just weren't hungry. Yeah. You know, like Coach Kenny said it himself. That game against NC State, we didn't, we just didn't want it enough. Speaking of RJ, how's RJ? Let me see how RJ's like, doing. Like, if I'm a coach, that is like the first thing I'm going to tell my kids. Like, wherever I'm coaching, it's like every game, play like you want it. That's, you know? that's that mom mentality you need. Get get one hundred, get one ten every game. Every game, you know, because if we don't give a hundred percent every game, what's the point? Facts. You know, um, before before we move too far from the XFL, I do want to highlight one more thing. Go ahead. All right, so we've been waiting for that one moment where could we? Everybody's been knowing about this, uh, the new kickoff rules for the XFL. Uh So we've been waiting. For that one guy to finally right. break it all the way out and and score. Right. This is a double plus for me because it, it happened. It happened by my team, the Battlehawks. I'm a, a Battlehawk fan, but even better, the man that did it. Guess where he's from. Portsmouth? Facts. He is from Portsmouth, Virginia. Uh-huh. Joe Powell, uh, he played at IC Norcom. Uh, hey, 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 hey. We got to be nice on Norcom. Uh, hey, my mom went to Norcom, so. Yeah, I, I, look, we, we, we do a lot of work with Norcom now. Uh, we have a whole scholarship that basically goes to students that graduate from Norcom, so. My, my grandmother was uh, a student in Norcom, so that's why we do that. But uh, definitely, shout out to a seven five. Like like I always say, there is so much talent here in the seven five seven. There, there really is a lot of talent, it's, it's, and we get overlooked so much. There's a there's a guy in the MLB right now that came from um, Suffolk. What what the Nasman? Justin Verlander. Huh. Not Verlander, uh, Zimmerman. Is that him? Yeah. I don't know his name. I don't know why I said Verlander. I don't know his name, but I hear this. I remember wrong. No, Verlander, I think he's from here. Or he went to school here. Well, look, you can find it, it. There's not a sport that doesn't have. I don't think there's a sport right now, like, out of the major sports. I mean, even in basketball, uh, the, uh, the Dallas Mavericks have, uh, I mean, no, he's from New York, but he went to Norfolk State. So we, we'll, we'll, we'll claim it just because he went to Norfolk State. But uh, Dorian Finney-Smith plays for the uh, the Dallas Mavericks. That's where he is. I was figuring he was somewhere else. I just didn't know where. Yeah, Dor- know. yeah he, he came from Norcom. I watched him play in Norcom. He played with my nephew. Word. Yeah. See, that's that's what I was talking about. I mean, I, I want to say it's somebody else in the league too. You remember Isaac White from NSU? Yeah, LeBron. <laughs> he was LeBron, though. 
Yo, we that's what we, we called him LeBron. It was two Isaac, so he was like LeBron Isaac. So he, him, my nephew Jeremy Canty, and Dorian Finney Smith, they all played on the same high school team at Norco. See, that's what I'm saying. I think they won the chip that year too when they were all playing. I mean, I ain't even gonna talk about the fact that Alonzo Mourning came from Chesapeake, but you know. And in NFL, we got Russell Wilson. Um, it's all it's it's huh? You said Draymond went to Western Branch. The funny thing is, his his house when he was growing up, down the street from mine. Is it still there? No, he doesn't still live here, but his house is still down. Like. Yeah, that's what I meant. It's, uh, unless unless they unless they uh did some work on it, there is uh his initials are on the uh underground out here. Then uh, and then even in pro wrestling, you have people from Redford, Virginia. Yeah, Adam Hangman Page, he's from Northern Virginia. No, Magnum TA is from Chesapeake. Put that into exactly. per- perspective. Wow. Relative of Tessa Blanchard lives here. She's from here. From here. Uh, the uh, the Shockmaster. As funny as it sounds, it's from Norfolk. Do we really want to claim the Shockmaster? Uh, yes. <laughs> Do we have to? Okay, let me a better question. Do we have to claim the Shockmaster? I mean, you don't have to, but, I mean, it's still facts. I mean, I'd rather claim, like, you know, like, I, I, I'll claim Hangman. No. But he's why local. Why is Dream out here looking like him, dressed like him, dude? Who? Why is Over Team Dream on my TV, dressed like him, dude? I don't know. But speaking of Cam Newton, evidently the uh, Panthers are uh, intending to keep Cam Newton for the uh, this next season. Yeah. I also heard that uh, Taysom Hill wants to remain with the Saints, even though Drew Brees is coming back. Why not? I mean, he's still going to be used either way. Like right. Taysom Hill, Taysom Hill is what Tim Tebow should have been. Yeah, yeah. And, and so funny because we've all heard the stories about how Sean Payton wanted to bring in Tim Tebow to do the exact thing we're seeing. He was going to do the exact same thing that we are seeing Taysom Hill do now. And I forget what. No, it was the game against the Falcons, and I was sitting there watching it. And he had like three separate plays where he was just like beasting. Like, ain't no way. And I and I said I said it a few weeks. I said it uh, after the the playoff game. I thought he was out playing Drew Brees in, in a lot of in a lot of points in that game. Well, because he can literally do it all. He can deep ball it. He can run. He can, he can catch. Exactly. He can return. He can block. Like. If you really like, it's like, it's like Sean Payton really is playing Madden, and he just created this random guy on his team, and it's like turn his turn all his ratings up. I was thinking the same thing. Like, oh, I want him to be the extra lineman right now. Uh, go play receiver for this play. And, and it just it just creates that second. I like it. Just creates another threat. For that offense, and it's hard to stop. Right, 
I mean, because they're already unstoppable to begin with, even without Taysom. Oh, I mean, you got the best receiver on the you got one of the best receivers in the league on the team. You have a top a top five running back. And Alvin Shinsuke Nakamura. Facts. And you got Drew Brees. This Jesus. Drew Brees, this Jesus. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's still funny. That that that, that is <laughs> So I mean it's hard to stop the team. Like they have to stop themselves in order to be stopped. There is one way to stop the team. Well, yes, that there is one way to uh not call a pass interference. Right. Pass interference call. That's the one stopping the thing stopping the the New Orleans Saints. Facts. But um, and, uh, speaking of Tim Tebow, he cranked his first home run for uh, spring training yesterday. Hey, for the, for the big leagues, he's in the big leagues. But he's not in the MLB, but he's on like I think he's on like the AAA for uh he's on the AAA squad for the Mets. That's what's up. And um, yeah, he's on the AAA squad for the Mets, and <laughs> which is like one step under MLB. And he is going to be playing. He said he's going to be representing the Philippines. And the uh, and the W in the World Baseball Classic. So hey, shout out so, to him. Are, yeah, yeah. So here's the thing, Tim Tebow. The thing I love about Tim Tebow is the fact that he is a guy. He is he kind of. This is gonna sound weird, and I don't want anybody to take offense to this, but in his mentality, he's kind of reminds me of Kobe. He does because. You got a guy who goes out there because he went out there and said, I want to be a starting quarterback. I don't want to be like he knows what he wants to be. He wanted to go out there and be a starting quarterback in the NFL, and he didn't want to settle for less. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? He said anything less than that, he didn't want any to be a part of. So there's no way he goes to the XFL, guys. Relax. You're talking about Tim Tebow? Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. He's, he's engraved in baseball. And that's what I was about to say. Think about it. He then, like, look at And then Kobe left basketball, was the greatest in basketball. Then he went out and pursued something else in film directing and became an and won an Oscar. Right. And then with Tebow, and then look at Tebow. And now I know, like, you know, like I was saying, they're not really comparable in name of and form of athletic feats. But, you know, you have a guy, I'm talking about in mentality, you have a guy in. And Tebow, who he played football, was really good. I thought he was good, you know. And then he leaves football, he leaves football and goes and plays. He says, you know what, so if I can't play football anymore, you know what, I'm going to go play, I'm going to go get into professional baseball. Right. Gets to professional baseball, he's not doing that bad. If you really think about it. You no, know, he's not, like, doing off the church numbers, but... I mean, he was good enough to get picked up by that by a team. I mean, that says something. That's gotta say something, you know. To me, that says like, wow, like a team has enough faith in them to say like, you know, we're gonna put our our faith and time in this guy, and then he's not wasting the time, you know. Oh yeah. So definitely mentality. Him and Kobe are like one and the same. As crazy as as crazy as. That might sound, y'all can flame me all you want. I don't care. But if you really look at it, you can kind of see the, compar- the comparisons between the two. So Yeah. Anything else sports-wise? Um, 
Uh, Shaq probably said one of the funniest things I've ever heard at a memorial celebration. Oh, yeah, we're, we're going to focus on the memorial in a second, so just hold tight on that. All right, cool. All right, Jeez, so we'll, we'll get to it next. Yeah, so stick around for a second. All right, so as we all know, uh, this week, earlier this week, I want to say it was Monday. No, Tuesday. Tuesday. Was it Tuesday? It was Monday. Monday, yeah, Monday. Uh, yeah, it was Monday. Uh, we had the uh, memorial service for Kobe Bryant and Gianna. Um, and no, it wasn't your typical HB. It wasn't your typical. Uh, wasn't your typical black service. They oh no. Already, uh, there were no bodies there. Uh, they were actually like I think like a week, a couple weeks after the the crash. They were buried private. They were both buried privately. You know, Smart ceremony. So, um, it wasn't you know, no preachers, you know. Although I would look like to hear something like that, I ain't come from. Man, that's all that cussing. They ain't gonna have no preachers there. Chill out. No, I was thinking. Of, that's why I said that. I, I said I was. That's just a personal thing because I was thinking about. I think the best, most entertaining funeral I remember seeing that was televised had to be Whitney Houston's because they had. It was like so, so churchy. Like <laughs> that was by far the churchiest funeral I've ever seen on TV. <laughs> you remember her funeral, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. T.D. Jakes up there. Yeah, Marvin Wyman's up there. He preached. He had uh, Alicia Keys say R. Kelly. Even though we don't like to talk about him, he got up there. Robert Sylvester. Yes, yes. All right, sorry. He's Robert Sylvester now. Yeah. Yeah. All those people came on there, but uh, it was a very solemn ceremony. I almost, I was almost late to work trying to watch the whole thing. It was very, very good. Jimmy. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel hosted, or yeah, Jimmy Kimmel hosted. Came out there, read his read his speech. Um, it was very organized, too. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, very. You know, it was very organized. They gave everybody who spoke like a decent amount of time. I think everybody spoke for at least. They gave him at least like ten minutes. Like they were able to get like a full length speech in there. Oh yeah, I almost cried when Rob Palenka was doing his speech. I uh. I got, where did I get caught up? I got caught up, I was driving, and I got, they were playing, Alicia Keys was playing Moonlight Sonata, and that almost, uh, that, that got me. Because the music, the music was just very, very well done. Beyonce was really, um, Beyonce did, did good too. That was the one thing I missed. I had missed that. I had to watch it on what YouTube. What did she sing? XO and uh, Halo. She saw. She saw what? X O and Halo. Okay, really? Yeah, she had a little choir with her too, so it was really good. Uh, I didn't get to see everything. Uh, I was at work, and then I had to uh, make another uh, drive over to my other job, so I had a lot going on. Right, but here, I'll give you the. I can give you the tidbits. Um, like I said, Jimmy Kimmel came up and spoke first. Uh, he started with, he said, you you guys probably picked the wrong person to do this. 
he got up there and spoke for a little bit. He cried. He got emotional because if you don't know, Kimmel and Kobe shared a very special relationship. Kobe would come on the show after he won his championships. So uh, it was very, they were very close. After that, um, Vanessa spoke, which, which she was very, very composed on that. Um, she did very good. Um, and uh, after her, Diana Taurasi came on. Jimmy Kimmel introduced Diana Taurasi, who Kobe uh, named himself named the White Mumble. Uh, then uh, after her, Sabrina, I'm going to butcher her name, uh, I, Ionesco came on. She plays at Oregon. She, at Kobe, uh, she said Kobe was her mentor. And she, uh, she even, I think that later that night, she ended up uh, breaking a, an NCAA record for both men's and women's college basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, it came up. Uh, um, the head coach for uh, the head coach for UConn came up because Gianna was going to commit to UConn after uh, when she got to college, and then. Uh, and then Rob Polinka came up. Yeah, I saw Rob Polinka's. Right, Rob Polinka came out after Rob Polinka, <laughs> and you had Alicia Keys. Then they played a video. They played um, Kobe's retirement speech after Alicia Keys, and then they brought up MJ, who uh, stated that um, he brought up MJ, and who stated that he would have. Uh, that uh, he's going to be another me, another crying. Oh, it's already it's already happening. I know, I know. He should have seen that coming. So I was really good. Uh, but he was bawling, man. He was up there. Just tears were coming for MJ. I wasn't even like couldn't even blame him for real. You know, like you really couldn't. And then um, after MJ. Shaq came up and Shaq said like I said Shaq said the funniest thing I ever heard he said <laughs> he said, he said uh, when Kobe you know, how Kobe you know how the word goes around like Kobe doesn't didn't like to pass the ball you know what I mean oh yeah and, and so there's no IIT but there's a me in that <laughs> there's a me in that and he said then I went, he said he went over to Robert Ory and Rick Fox and said just get the rebound he's not passing the ball <laughs> and it's so Kobe it was that made me laugh it made me legit laugh bro and then uh, and then after MJ's Shaq spoke after Shaq spoke they uh, they played Dear Basketball the short film that won an Oscar and it was it was, it was good. It was good. You can see, I can understand why you want me to ask him. It was really good. It was very, very well done. Um, yeah, it was good. Oh, yeah. I, uh, I, I had no words for it. It, it almost got me, but it was good. Really good. I, I can oh, yeah. Definitely Oscar material. That's for sure. So. I don't think we talked about this last week, but I know that uh, my girl Lizzo. Uh, do we have? 
Is this about her dressing up like a Hershey Kiss? Uh, no, I did not see her dressing like a Hershey Kiss. Okay. This was about her comments about how girls don't talk about dudes' penis sizes and whatnot, which is obviously a lie. Oh, and then he sounds like first what he said. That's why you're small. Okay. Don't don't lie to us, Lizzo. That's all I want to say about that. Uh, it was something else I was looking at that I posted up here. No, I'm not going to talk about AB's trash. <laughs> I'm just looking at everything that uh, we put up here over the, uh, what is this? Oh, well, uh, Jada Pinkett Pinkett Smith had uh, Snoop Dogg on uh, her show talking about Spirit of Healing, where she pretty much tried to associate herself with the remarks that Snoop Dogg made towards Kale King. Yes, I said Kale. Kale King. Thank you, Ari, again for that. Uh, pretty much just trying to say that she felt as if he was talking to her when he said all the things he said. Now, personally for me, I don't agree with the words that Snoop Dogg said, the calling her a dog, whatever, all the other stuff that he called her. I'm not going to talk, I'm not going to repeat what he said. Because yeah, I don't share those sentiments. Now, yes, Snoop Dogg was wrong for what he said. But we're not going to sit here and act like Gail King couldn't have had this sit-down interview year a year last year or years ago with Kobe right. based on how he felt about said situations. Right. So and I think that's the part that people are still ignoring. But it, it, it's just it's terrible that we and, and the part that got me with with Jada Pinkett Smith is like and I'm gonna use with uh I'm just going to paraphrase what Chisel Madonna said. He said, gaslighting and misinterpretation at its finest. How could you take comments thrown at Gail towards yourself and black women as a whole? By that logic, any criticism towards anybody should be associated and felt by everyone who shares their same demographic. Utter rubbish. So that's like saying somebody says something about you and just because they said about you, I'm supposed to feel that same way. You my dog and all, let, let's be honest, but I'm not you, you're not me. What they say about you does not necessarily apply to me. I'm not going to mm-hmm. take offense to somebody says, what somebody says about you when it has absolutely nothing to do with me. Right. It just makes no sense at all. Mm-hmm. Speaking of which, her boy got uh was found guilty of uh two of his five charges that he was uh facing. Obviously, the two uh worst charges uh were dropped as of a surprise, but evidently he's facing up to twenty five years. Which well, he's in the hospital now, so he might not make it. If we're talking about the same person, he's in the hospital right now, so he might not make it. I just heard somewhere somebody said that uh he might end up killing himself like uh, Epstein, but we know. We all know who did not kill themselves. Right. Oh, speaking of of killing themselves, guess who's not having a good time in prison? The guy that got a a, a hot dog bun thrown in his head? Uh, No, no, no. Uh, 
we're talking about the guy who went into a, uh, we're talking about a white supremacist, who went into a black church in South Carolina, had a Bible study with them, and then killed nine people. Oh, Roof? In a black church. Yeah. First of all, I thought they executed him a while ago, but I guess okay. Isn't he on death row? Anyway, yes, he is on death row. But, I say that because he apparently is saying he's getting all sorts of how they, let me see how they worded it. So he's getting like threats and a whole bunch of other stuff. Um, let me see. Oh yeah, he's staged a hunger strike while in prison. He's what? He's a, he's he was a hunger. He staged a hunger strike. All right, so you're gonna have to explain it to me because I've never been to jail and I don't know what that means. A hunger strike means he's refusing to eat. For what? Uh, he says he's being targeted by staff, verbally harassed, and abused without <laughs> cause, and treated disproportionately harsh as a federal inmate. Uh, Guess who I don't feel sorry for? Right? <laughs> no, I'm sorry, but you you are a obviously a white supremacist, racist. He's a convicted mass shooter. Like, you went into a church. People were minding their business. Having Bible study. Like, I, I, I know you've been to plenty of Bible studies. I've been to plenty of Bible studies myself. If the last thing you're thinking about why a Bible study is, I wonder if there's going to be a white supremacist com coming into our church to kill me. You're here to learn about the Bible, not fear for your life for some guy coming in that hates black people to shoot you. Especially at a uh, a, a historic black church. Church is huge, by the way. I, I don't know if you've ever seen it, but uh, we actually went down there the week following the uh, shooting, and uh, church is big. It says here that he was several days on February 13th. He wrote, he wrote a letter that said he was several days after a hunger strike. He says the protest ended a day later after a correction, corrections officer forcibly tried to take his blood. Um, he said, I feel confident I could have gone much, much longer without food. It's just not be worth being murdered over. He's lucky to be alive. I'm not just saying that in the general sense. Um, he said his lawyers are asked for a federal appeal court to review 20 issues, including errors they say were made by the judge prosecutors that tainted his sentencing. What? Um, he says, you know, here, no, it gets better. He says one of their main arguments is that U.S. District Judge Richard Gergel should not have allowed Roof to represent himself during the penalty phase of his trial he was a 22-year-old ninth-grade dropout who believed his sentence didn't matter because white nationalists would free him from prison after an impending race war. Let me read that part again, just so in case... Uh, what? No, no, let me read it again. It says it again. Their main arguments... This is one of their main arguments. This is according to uh, NBC News, by the way. One of their main arguments is... First of all, they're trying to get a model... They're trying to get him appeal to his appeal federal convictions. 
in his death sentence last month. They tried to, they filed an appeal last month to get his federal conviction appealed and his death sentence appealed, arguing that he was mentally ill and he represented himself when he was sentenced for capital murder to be, uh, when he was sentenced to death. Of course Which the mentally ill thing comes up. Right, well, of course, well, I think it's stupid that he tried to represent himself because that's what lawyers are for. He tried to represent himself in a federal court case that he is good and well guilty of. Exactly. Like, what, what is your defense? Like, what is your defense? How are you going to defend yourself in something you're absolutely guilty of? Anyway. Anyway, it says, the main argument they're trying to, that they're trying to, that they're saying is the judge who's presiding over the case, over the capital trial, should not have allowed Roof to represent himself during the penalty phase when he got sentenced because he was a 22-year-old ninth grade dropout who, and this is, this is what it says, who believed his sentence didn't matter. Mind you, so that means that whether he was proved, whether he was, he was going to be found guilty, let's be honest. He was not going to get away with it. That means that he believed his death sentence or whatever he was sentenced to didn't matter because white, other white nationalists were going to break into a federal prison and free him because a race war was coming. I want to keep you. I want to keep this in mind. This was back. In, he did the shooting back in 2015. 2015. He'd been in jail for what almost five years, and I mean, unless there was a race war I didn't know about. Uh, yeah. Uh, he's the first person ordered to be ordered to executed for a federal hate crime. Which totally has coming. I mean, I don't mean to make it sound like that, but let's be real. He killed nine people, and nine black people like that. He was white. He was a You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. So it was obviously a hate crime, but yeah. It's obviously a hate crime. And then um, there's that. And then uh, yeah. So, but speaking of white people, I'm sorry, that was not a good segue. So, segue. Right on segue. Uh, yeah. Speaking of people, speaking of people trying to. Uh, speaking of hate crimes, how about that? Yeah, there we go. Hate crimes. I know exactly what you're going, what we're going here. Speaking of hate crimes, as of today, 410 to 4 is the vote that was passed today in federal in the in in uh, Congress today in Senate. That the House of Representatives. One chief in the House of Representatives it passed 410 to 4 into law, went into law <laughs> that lynching is now a Federal hate is now a federal hate crime. It's now a federal crime. Now it was better late than never. Yeah, it took them 165, and they're calling it the M, the Emmett Till anti lynching bill. Sixty five years later. Sixty five years later, uh, over a hundred years after. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Before we go on, let's let's re let's reiterate what we just said here. And tell me how long that was ago. 65 years later. Yes. No, 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 no. Because it, it just hit me. Because you all the time people were like, oh, let it go. It was so long ago. 65 years ago. 65. There are people that are 100 years old living at this moment. And we're talking about something that happened 65 years ago. 
That's not long, bruh. It really isn't. It's really not. It's kind of sad because it's not that long ago. It's not that long ago. And that, and that was like, and you still had other things that happened between then and now, but 65 years. Yeah, but worse, we've had worse things happen than that. Oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, we're never going to go down the list, but you know what we're getting at. So let's talk about these four individuals. Yeah, let's get into this. So you're probably asking yourself, well, it was four. I said 410 to four, which is still unanimous because I think there's a certain number you have to get for it to be unanimous. So it doesn't matter. Now you're probably asking yourself, well, who are the four psychos? Who are the four clowns that decided to vote against this bill? Anthony. Can you please feel free to tell the good people who those four, the names of those four people? Hmm. Let me get back to the article, and I got you. Because one of these guys, I I, I want to say I shared it in here. If not, I can find it again. But here are the four individuals, and uh, I might mess some names up, but I don't care. So one was an independent rep- uh, representative, Justin Amash. And the other three were uh, Republicans, uh, Louis Gohmert, Thomas Massey, and Ted Yoho. Okay, now I know what all of you are thinking, and you are correct. Each and every one of them are exactly what you think they are. Yes, that, and that's all we're going to say about that. But I, I do want to go to one person. Okay. Because... Even though the obvious, yes. But the other part that did not surprise me is where this man is from. Ted Yoho is from Florida. He's from Florida. He is he is he is Florida man. I thought Big E was Florida man. Well, he's the other Florida man, because we know there's a lot of Florida man. So uh, this is from Manu Raju. Uh, evidently, he's somebody of importance because uh, he hasn't verified. He verified on Twitter. So he tweets, okay. Yoho just told me he voted against it because the bill is an, and I quote, overreach of the federal government. And it tramples on states' rights. Now, to play the history card, and yes, now I get to talk about slavery. I was like, you know what that sounds like? You know what he sounds like right there? He sounds like the Confederate States of America. No, I was going to say, he sounds like a guy who's seen a couple lynching in this day, but didn't say anything. That too. But he sounds like the Confederate States because one of the many reasons the Confederate States left because they felt like the, the North, I guess, were trying to take away slavery. This was like, no, obviously it wasn't the full reason, but they believed that the state should have rights to determine whether they could have owned slaves. This guy sounds like he wants the states to decide if they want to make lynching a federal hate crime. <laughs> no. First of all, first of all, if you're still lynching people, if you're still lynching people, you need to get them a cop. 
I'm not, I'm not saying like, I mean, I don't mean to sound, I don't know if that sounds as coarse as I think it does. Slightly. I'm not going to say get with the times. I'm just going to call you out as a racist. No, I'm saying, my point is, my point is, my point is, the fact that, that something like that is still going on, that there are people who think, not even it's a good idea, but that, that there are people who don't think, like, it, like, the fact that it wasn't unanimous, the fact that it was a 414, it was a 414 to zero, is the fact that kind of symbolizes, like, it makes it, those four people look like, oh, they think it's okay. What was the other representative? Because it's 435 of them, right? Yeah. It's 435. Yeah. So where were the other representatives at? I don't know. That, that's, that, that's the part that's really bugging me. It's like, I know it's more representatives than four whatever. I'm 414. Sorry. It's 435 of them, unless they weren't there when the vote happened, which I... It just doesn't make sense. But may, may, maybe it's because of other things, but even then, with these four individuals, really? Yeah. And the fact that, like I said, the fact that, like I said, it doesn't help those four. Oh, no. It makes those four look really bad. But I'm I'm gonna leave, I'm gonna leave it at that before I get mad. Right. Is there anything else we need to uh, discuss this week? Uh, so we talked about Ric Flair, Kobe. Oh, uh, congratulations to Kyrie Sane on her marriage. Oh yeah, congratulations to Kyrie Sane. Uh, for those who do not know, she is uh, a wrestler. She looked gorgeous in that in her in her wedding day. I don't know if you seen the. Oh movie. yeah, I did. She looked beautiful. I mean, she's beautiful as it is, but hey. Right? So, I know whoever whoever she got married to, she's going to make very happy. Oh, yeah. So. But that's all I got, dog. Yeah, that's all I got, too. All right, so my final, let's get to our final thoughts. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll start this one off. My heart, my heart's and prayers go out to uh, all the families that lost people in the uh, mass shooting that just recently happened up in Milwaukee. Uh, I haven't read too much into it, so I'm not going to talk much about it right now. But uh, prayers and thoughts are going up to the uh, families in Milwaukee that uh, lost loved ones. Uh, this is ridiculous at this point, dog. So that's all I'll say. It, you th- I, I thought it was bad when it hit home, like in Virginia Beach. This is horrible. <laughs> like nowhere is safe anymore, dog. This is horrible. Like, what? What? What is a safe place anymore? Um, private island with a bunch of money. Well, guess who doesn't have that? But yeah, go ahead with yours. Uh, my final thoughts are simple. Um, life has this way of I don't want to say working itself out, but put it this way. When life gets hard, that is where you find out who you really are. That's right. I'm going to leave you out with a quote from a very inspirational guy. His name is Gary Z. He says this. He says, 
he says, as we, he says, I want you to practice loving yourself. And remember, perfection is a mindset, a mindset that exposes insecurities and leads to unhappiness and, and lack of action. Forget being perfect. Be you. It's better. Facts. Remember that, people. Remember that. Well, that's it's been real. Always remember, RB is not dead. Peace, love, and pop tarts. We'll see y'all next week. Peace.